Gun line, gun line, gun line. What's going on, y'all? You're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, and I'm your host, Danny Lopez. I want to thank you all for spending some time here with me and shooting shit like we did back in the past. So my hope is to take you back to a time when we used to work all day in the fucking field, humping rounds, shooting shit up. And then when we had some downtime, we just kick back and just chill out and talk about everything and everything that you could possibly think of. So with that said, come on and pop a squat because it's about to get hot. You're on the gun line now. Today, I got a guest with me, very special guest, my Samoan Mexican. I call her that because she thinks she's Samoan, y'all. She's, I, th- <laughs> I think she, speak, she speaks fucking Samoan better than she speaks Spanish. And um, her name is Risa. We'll just leave it at that because I have no idea how many fucking last names she's had since I've met her. And with that said, uh, Risa, what's going on? Thank you for being here. How are you doing today? Malolava, malolava, my friend. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that savage speak is. <laughs> but what's good, homegirl? How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Not bad, man. Not bad. You're the first female I've had on the gun line. So that's like a, you know. Popping that gun line cherry. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to have you though here, man. For those that don't know Risa, I've known her for about maybe 10 years now. We used to be on a Facebook page together. Probably a little more than that. Um I want to probably since 05. No fucking way, 05. Oh, no, 05? No, wait, hold on, wait. No, yeah, 05. Nah, fool, it can't be 05 because in 05. You, you were in Georgia, dude. And yeah, I- that was in 08. I was in Georgia in 08. So maybe around that time. Either way, it's been a long fucking time. And we met on a small like group a- called uh, SSI Secret Squirrel Infidels. It was a fucking cool little group. It was a cool group with like-minded people. We had a lot of fun on there until, of course, people started getting emotions tied to things and getting into relationships and fucking up the rotation. So, yeah, to those people that did that, thanks a fucking lot. You know, couldn't just keep your shit to yourselves. I don't know the whole history behind that. Don't really give a fuck either. But anyways, that's how we met. And this is where we at now. You know, 2020, coronavirus living. Shit. With that being said, what's your story? Who are you? What's about? Um. Okay. So my full name is um, Marisa, but everyone calls me Ressa Res. Um, the last name, don't worry about it because I've already had so many like Danny said. Mm-hmm. Um, um i'm just recently a retired army after 20 years um i was in aviation a 15 papa retired uh but back in the days it was 93p so um i've been to korea um with my first duty station ah that explains Uh, a lot (laughs) 2id (laughs) (laughs) yeah who you with? Wrong first tank. <laughs> Whatever. Um, first fifteenth. <laughs> Who you with? <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, after Korea, I bounced to uh, Fort Bolivar, Virginia, where I was stationed in DC. So I got—I would say I was privileged, but I was in um, around the area when 9/11 happened with Pentagon, and then um, I deployed shortly after in 03 to Kuwait with Third Army. Had some fun times over there, watched the invasion go down, did a lot of air planning and supported the 
line troops providing um, air support and just, you know, um, transporting troops. Um, oh, my God, dude. You fucking sucked out of board, didn't you? <laughs> trying to give your fucking bio. <laughs> no, I'm trying to recall. I'm already here freaking recalling everything. But it's just like, okay, deployed there. Um, spent some time in Germany, almost a decade. I was there 10 years. Deployed um, once with them um, with uh, with the bomb holder unit. Then after 10 years in Europe, I moved to North Carolina, Fort Bragg. Mm. <laughs> um, was there five years. And then uh, I chose to come to Fort Carson, Colorado to, peace, to retire, actually. so um, Ain't that fucking crazy? Yeah. How old are you? 38. 38. <laughs> and you're fucking retired. How crazy is that? It's it's pretty crazy because you meet people that, you know, you grew up with school and stuff and you see them doing the same job or the same career. And what do they have to show for in like 20 years? Right. Literally. It's like. Where are you, you from know, originally? Day in, day um, originally from California, the Bay Area, San Jose. Okay. Go Giants. I know. I know. That giant Dodger rivalry. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, there's no sports going on right now. Everything's been canceled, so right. Might as well just you know put everything on pause. <laughs> For real, man. This is fucking getting crazy out there, yo. I mean, they canceled all the sports. They canceled mm-hmm. all my kids' sports now, so they're gonna be fucking home. They just canceled school all next week, and not you know, and they were just off this week because of fucking um that shit. What's Spring it called? Spring break. Yeah, that bullshit. So what the fuck? I don't know, man. It's freaking crazy because, you know, uh, <laughs> we what we've seen all these other in, other shit that went on in the world, like H one N one, the bird flu, swine flu, mm-hmm. fucking the, the the Mayan end of the world apocalypse <laughs> and stuff. So Y two K for real. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the world has come to a screeching halt, and everybody's like, you know, the <laughs> earth is closed, dude. <laughs> It's like these motherfuckers are acting like we're the 1840s and tuberculosis is rampant. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or the black or the black plague. For real. Ooh. Like how many people have so, died? Like since this shit started here in the US? I think under, not even in the thousands yet. They Dude, it's not even in the hundreds. <laughs> it's not <laughs> even in the counting. hundreds yet. The last time I checked, yeah. there were about twenty nine people that had died, and that was about two days ago, two or three days ago. Yeah. Okay. To look at their statistics if they were old or not. And meanwhile, we dumped 3.8 billion fucking dollars at this shit, or 8.3 billion. One of the two. Either way, we dumped that into that shit right now. Meanwhile, if you want to put it in fucking real terms, we got 22 motherfucking brothers and sisters that off themselves every fucking day. But yet I haven't heard them put any money towards that shit. Now I'm yeah, I'm giving an uninformed <laughs> opinion here. Because, you know, I don't have stats on that shit. But I haven't heard about it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that some bullshit, though? It is, because they, they prioritize their priorities way different, you know? It's, I don't know. We um, This is a generation of want and not need. Yeah, for <laughs> so real. So every little thing that, like, oh, my God. Um, like, the student loan crap pisses me the fuck off because, like, Everybody makes a choice to go to college, get a degree, you know, and of course, you know, debt goes along with it, you know, and people get mad when like us veterans go to school for free after serving, you know, four years or how many years we serve. But here's the thing, though, with that, Risa, it's not free. 
you earned it, it by it. putting your yeah, fucking time into it, it. Exactly. And you try to explain that to them. They're like, well, I don't want to join the military. Well, that's your choice. Then. You're right. choosing to, you know, go this route when I chose, when we choose the other route. Exactly. You know? so, I mean, like, it's just, you know, it's disheartening how this generation has become. And even you see it in today's military, too. You know, I, I hate to say that, you know, I did retire after 20 years, but, you know, it was something I loved and I had fun, you know, every day I loved doing something, you know, putting on my uniform. I was proud to, right. you know, my job as shitty as it was sometimes, you know, with, you know, micromanaging, late work calls, oh, yeah. you know, no personal time, all that other stuff. But, you know, it was something you had pride in, you know, at the end of the day, you can call yourself a soldier. But nowadays you can't do nothing how we did back in the day where, you know, you can scuff up somebody and not take the rap for it. You know, it's like right. you can go out there and like basically wall to wall counsel your counterpart. Right. You guys are pissed off at each other. And then the next day you just shake hands and you'll be all right. Yep. Nowadays, everybody want to be like, Oh, yo, someone got, you know, their ass tanned to them. Right. It's on video. Now it's blown up on all the social media platforms. And it's just like, yo, <laughs> for real, dude, especially when I remember when I was in Korea, um, <laughs> You know, this wasn't that long ago. This was back in 2007. You know, in Korea, it, especially in Camp Hovey, you know, it's a very Camp Hovey, Camp Casey. It's a very small community, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you're not. bound to run into each other out in TDC. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I remember when I got pinned, uh, when I, I got I pinned corporal, fucking suckiest rank ever, by the way. Shittiest rank ever made. Corporal. All the fucking mm-hmm. responsibilities of a goddamn NCO, none of the respect that comes with it or the pay. Fucking blows balls. The only reason they did that to me was so I could be a bus monitor. That's the only reason they give me corporal <laughs> rank, <laughs> motherfuckers. But either way, the oh dad pinned. God. I went out to fucking, we went out to the uh, to the Ville to go party. And we were at this club called The Lounge. I'm sure it's got a different name by now because they change it every fucking time that it gets uh, blacklisted or whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But right? fucking that <laughs> night, you know, I was drunk off of some soju, as were everyone else out there. It was a Friday night, and um, I kind of bumped into some guy, and he said something smart ass to me. So I said something smart ass back to him. Long story short, I told him, we be outside, motherfucker. So we go outside, and he comes out with his homies. So my homies saw this happening. And he comes out with his home. I mean, and he brought the rest of my homies out there. Long story short, it was a big ass brawl out there. We were beating the fuck out of each other up, and um, females were getting punched in the face by males. And <laughs> all you heard was MPs. So everybody looking like cockroaches, scattered, scattered like a motherfucker, <laughs> man. And we made it back to the fucking, you know, made it back to base on post. Anyways, what I'm getting at the next day, come to find out that this dude was some E7. You know, that got his ass whooped out there, handed to him. And but nobody snitched. Nobody it wasn't like the talk of the town like it would be nowadays. You know what I mean? Oh, E7 gets his ass stomped out there outside the club. Nah, it was just another day in Korea. You know, it was another weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking, but yeah, God forbid nowadays something like that happens, your career is done. I know, yeah. Cause I mean, like a lot of the shit we did in the barracks, barracks parties, <sighs> freaking Oh my god, dude! I mean, 
college kids think they have they have like for real big parties. No, 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 no. That's just the that's just the warm up before right? they get ready for the party. They ain't ready for that life. They ain't bought that life. They they ain't not ready. You know. I mean, I remember, you know, because we were in two ID when I was in, in the, back there in the two thousands. I was in Camp Stanley. Okay. So because aviation, we were always supporting the line units right. with supply runs, troop transport. So, I mean, we basically lived in the field with the, with the infantry guys. So whenever the line guys went out to the field, aviation followed a week later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Granted that we weren't living like y'all because, you know, we still had to set up our tents and, you know, our heaters. Oh, you got heaters. But hey, 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 no, 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 no. The, the, <laughs> the struggle was real. Man every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did S3 plans, so I was a talk monkey, but I lived in an expando van, so I lived underneath it. <laughs> right on. I wasn't, a, I wasn't about smelly feet and all that shit. So oh, dale. I froze my ass off a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I took my little bird baths with, like, you know, two five-gallon jugs, put a little poncho liner around me, and then just, you know, wash the essentials and stuff like that. So I never understood how... Women always complain in the field, like, oh, you know, we can't go to the field for X amount of days because what if it's that time of the month? And that's like, don't be a dirty bitch. Just take care of what you need to take care of and move on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking common sense, man. I mean, whatever. But, you know, some, some, some females are just, you know, parade pretty. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Says this one over here. But no, I feel what you're saying okay. on that. You know, whatever. there's a lot of folks out there like. Myself, I was one that is like, and to this date, I still think that, you know, females in combat, MOSs, it, it shouldn't be a thing. But it is what it is at the end of the day. I mean, if that's what they yeah. want to do and they can do it, <laughs> fuck it. You know, the only thing yeah. I don't want is there to be any kind of fucking, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Any kind of special accommodations made for them. That's the only thing I'm against, exactly. of, especially in artillery. In our yeah. world, it's shoot, move, and communicate. So we blast, and we got to fucking go. I ain't got time for you to be getting dressed up in a different fucking tent because, you know, you don't want us to see you bucket naked. Ain't got time for that shit. You know what I'm saying? You're either under the net in the Humvee with us, or you ain't. But I don't know. We'll see how it is. I mean, luckily, I'm out of the military now, so. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, um, which I call it, it's funny how you say the first females in combat because um, I had one additional duty when I was here in uh, Fort Carson. Yeah. I was actually a reception NCO. So I actually saw a couple of the first females that were the gun bunnies. Oh, for real. <laughs> first, first couple of artillery females. And look, they sent them to your old alma mater. Oh, really? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Still. So I, you know, I look at them and I'd be like, you know, like, just like how you are like when you're a team leader, when you get the new guy in, yeah. you assess them, be like, okay, nah, he's going to be a weenie. Nah, he's a pussy. Yeah. Nah, he'll, he'll be good. He'll be, you know. And I looked at this one chick and I was like, She'll be all right. She ain't going to be a, a barracks bunny or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, but the other couple ones that came in that were supposed to be combat arms, yeah. I was like, Lord, help me. I'm like, They'll be pregnant. A buck 25. I was like, you're like a buck 25 soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, it's not even just about the weight or, you know, their muscular. Because there were, a, I know, a couple of motherfuckers that were in the artillery world that they would just be better training room. Or fucking drivers, because they probably couldn't lift a round because they weighed as much as a fucking round did. And um, <laughs> as far as I'm tracking, too, I think um, in 277, we had the first female battery commander, like line battery commander. Um, I yeah, forgot her I name. So. It was some black lady. 
because um, my first sergeant, who was my smoke, which is a platoon sergeant for those that aren't artillery, um, he was a uh, the command. He was the that was the command team. He was the first sergeant, and she was the first field artillery battery commander. I, but in a line unit, not fucking Fort Sill bullshit. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it, it's a trip. You know, I mean, whatever. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't bother me, like how you said, as long as they pull their weight. I mean, like, mm-hmm. females have been in combat longer than, you know, we've known. Right. I mean, was that the artillery chick Molly Pitcher, right? Mo- oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Molly Pitcher. Yes. Is it really? Molly Pitcher. Okay, yes. I think it was Molly something. Yeah. Molly Pitcher. <laughs> now artillery history i still kind of remember <laughs> there you go so molly pitcher is is a living legend in the artillery world she basically her husband was an artillery man so what ended up happening during the war was um i, I want to say it was the revolutionary or the civil war one of the two fucking wars where they still had people fucking following them in the old cannons anyways <laughs> so her old man was a motherfucking cannoneer and uh what ended up happening was dude got shot up so when she was bringing water to them, because that's what they used to do, was, you know, follow their fucking man around during war, because what else what the fuck are they going to do? There was no Jody's back then, I guess. I don't know. But motherfucking, um, uh, so she went to go give water to him and his section, but the nigga, the motherfucker got shot. I almost dropped the word. <laughs> but that fool got shot. <laughs> and fucking, um, so he got shot. And so rather than her running like a bitch, you know, she picked up the motherfucking swab. It started swabbing the cannon tube and put the next round up in that bitch, you know, and fired. The legend says that supposedly uh, she got fired at and a cannonball rolled in between her or she got shot in between her legs and it went by and whisked her fucking dress. Whatever. That's bullshit. But either way, it's, it's she's a living legend in our world. Yes, she was out there. And there's an actual award for that for the for the artillery men's wives. You know, they give them they give her the Molly Pitcher Award. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, I was having a discussion about females in combat because someone asked me, like, earlier this, this month, asking how I felt about that. And I was just like, look, oh, it was during International Women's Day. And I was just like, hey, if they can do it, go on ahead. We've been filling combat roles for, like, years, but incognito, and they're just being more open and aware now. Right. I mean, like, we've had aviator females out there flying combat missions. We've had, um, the medical field abundance of like surgeons doctors nurses out there you know repairing soldiers that get hit on the front lines right like that um females running logistical routes you know right. so, i mean it's not it's not unheard of it's just more you know it shouldn't be as a big an attention well, that's what gets to me um like all these women that are going into like sear school not sear school uh well you can do that still too but RAF, ranger right. sf all the specialty schools that are now open. It just, it just kills me because it shouldn't matter if it's the first female. You don't see no recognition for all the other people that are graduating or make you know the cut for that. You right. don't see a big old you saying, hey, 27 members of the new SF group, whatever, has graduated. You know, that's kind right. of stuff. So why shine a light, you know, just because she's you know, a female. I well, just at the same time, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of other folks will say, you no, know, did they lower the standards for them? You know, I don't know. I can only assume. We, I, I don't know. We can only assume that they are, you know, meeting right. the standard. But and but how much is it fucking <laughs> political? You know, we got to get it. It's the, it's this woke army and this woke nation, you know. Forget being woke. <laughs> <laughs> so shifting gears, man. What do you think of this coronavirus, though? For real. Yo, 
What's with all the toilet paper? <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't even know about that until I saw a meme about the toilet paper. I'm like, what the fuck's up with the, like, what, did I miss something? What's going on with the toilet paper? I don't know, man. I swear to God. Okay, like, like religiously, I'm a, okay, so I'm a mom. I have three kids. But, like, I always stock up every month, first mm-hmm. of the month. I go to Costco, do my run. Mm-hmm. I get I get one bag of toilet paper, one thing of paper towels, my rice, everything, you know? And then when I went last month, you know, I was like, or beginning this month, I was like, okay. I was like, is there a sale or something? Because there was no toilet paper whatsoever. <laughs> right? I was like, dang, is there a sale on toilet paper? Shoot, let me get some. <laughs> so, like, I literally waited 25 minutes so I can just get one packet. Cause that's what I normally need for the month. Right. One packet. So you're just walking around the store. They're like, yeah, it's in the back. We're getting it. Da, 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 da. Dude. I swear to God, people are going to throw elbows for getting freaking toilet paper. This one, like, not even the pallet has hit the ground. People are getting the toilet paper off the pallets. And one guy, he, like, made off with five freaking packets. And I'm like, what's what going on? Fuck? You, know, I was, you know? And then at the following week, they're, like, a shortage of toilet paper. And I'm like, oh, crap. Do I need to get more toilet paper? <laughs> How is there a shortage of toilet paper? I mean, dude, we live in a country or in a fucking society that is so hysterical, so easily influenced by shit that it, it by just the media it's the media is fucking doing dude because yeah. they're saying like with this coronavirus it's so contagious yeah i get it it's widely spreading that you know businesses are gonna shut down well they're gonna shut down the schools but i doubt you know like people how are they gonna pay people when they go to you know from work people can't take off time from work i mean mm-hmm. like not everybody gets sick leave not everyone can get paid you know from the company if you don't go to work you don't get paid so mm-hmm. there goes you're back on, you know, back on your bills, back on your mortgage. So what the fuck are you going to do? Mm. You know, it's just like, all of a sudden, you so much. All of a sudden that Yang $1,000 fucking monthly, uh, what do they call it? Universal basic income sounding pretty fucking good, huh? <laughs> right? Shoot. I don't even know, man. Cause like, even at my job, right? Yeah. I just started working for SkyWest Airlines. We had one of, um, one of my coworkers, she, she got she caught like a little bug, no, not coronavirus, but you know, she was it's regular sick, you know. Right. And um she, she came to she was off Tuesday, you know, she recuperated, she got better, you know, she came to work yesterday, and they called her last night, hey, don't come into work today because you're sick. Because uh corporate was like, Hey, anyone that is sick yeah. or presents symptoms of the coronavirus needs to stay home. And we were like, <laughs> What the fuck? Or if you feel sick, stay home. So I'm like, so I can just literally call you right, you know, tomorrow, on Monday, you know, on Monday, say, hey, boss, I'm not coming in. I think I feel sick I'm going to the ER. I think I caught the coronavirus or something like that. <laughs> you can know? self-quarantine. So but, you know, are they going to pay me for that time? Exactly. Two weeks without for pay? For real. That's 80 hours, man. That's, that's, a per- that's a person's livelihood right there. Exactly, just, dude. Just, just like with the government shutdown, you know, with all the federal employees. Oh yeah, dude, I was I was pinching my butthole because I thought I wasn't going to get paid either. Bro, <laughs> I feel that pain. I mean, that was like that. That was like my third or fourth government shutdown, right? Yo, my that my first shit. one where they actually affected the military. Yeah, I looked at my paycheck. Forty-six dollars and seventy-two cents is what I got. Oh shit! You ever get a check for forty-six dollars and seventy-two cents? <laughs> nope. I looked and I cried and I was like. And I was in Germany and I was like, how the hell am I going to pay my cable bill? How the hell am I going to pay my car payment, my insurance? I was like, holy crap. You know, I love how you have your priorities. Fuck how am I going to eat? How am I going to feed myself? 
This motherfucker said, how am I going to pay my cable so I don't have to watch AFN? Look, I'm a foodie. I'm a food hoarder. I stock up, okay? So there was cans of food somewhere and bags of rice. I just love the so priorities. I, <laughs> hey, I'm always stocked with chicken and rice. There you go. You can never go hungry if you got beans and rice and shit. Oh, my God, dude. That and ramen noodles. For real, man. Ramen will dude. make... Oh, my God. The ramen noodles are cleared out at all my walmarts are you for real <laughs> damn man. you know it's funny like everybody's a fucking every time there's something going on everybody's a fucking facebook university know-it-all like you know if it's a black shooting here come all the fucking activists that know all the goddamn laws graduated from you know the law university of facebook and it's it just now it's everybody's a fucking uh, either a geopolitical fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? All I know, these motherfuckers think are experts. No, bitch, you ain't no expert. You're just going off of nah. what you hear. So, like, I just saw, uh, what you call it, I don't know how accurate it is, but the Daily Mail, yeah. the gossip chain. I don't know how <laughs> accurate it is, right? But it just says, uh, breaking news, Mexico is considering closing the borders to stop Americans bringing the coronavirus to the country. Dude! <laughs> The movie. There goes spring break. No, I was thinking about that one movie. What was it called? Um, shit, the day after tomorrow or some shit like that, where like the the global warming turned into the whole world. Yeah, the world's freezing and everybody's jumping into Mexico and shit. Dude, I'm wondering how this is gonna affect my mom. My mom's supposed to be flying to El Salvador um in a week, so are they gonna be like, you ain't going, lady? I don't know. I was on the phone already for like two hours with the Hawaiian Airlines. Yeah. Because my, my mother-in-law's here and she and her ticket is uh next month and she's on a she's on a visitor's visa. Oh shit. <laughs> so her visa expires in May. Oh fuck. Well <laughs> so I mean I'm like, how the fuck is this gonna work? So I'm over here calling um immigration to see about <laughs> like starting her damn um extending her visa. You can extend your visas, I think, for up to 90 days. Okay. But if you do it the right way, go through the paperwork and get it approved. Right. Hopefully, it will get approved. Yeah, in <laughs> theory. <laughs> but if, if not, in theory, if not, you know we're fucked. But I mean, that's crazy. Um, she's supposed to be going back to American Samoa um, the first week of April, and we're supposed to be driving her to Las Vegas, you know, so we can spend some family time before she leaves and spend, you know, be in Vegas for a while. So how's that going to affect us? Mm-hmm. They're not going to let anybody on the strip. I'm like, dang, Dude. you know. Right now is the best time to buy tickets to go anywhere. Yo, I saw tickets to Puerto Rico. $125 round trip from Denver. I ain't trying to go to Puerto Rico, man. I don't like those motherfuckers already as it is. <laughs> I'm kidding, Puerto Ricans. I'm kidding, all right? It's the New Yorkans that get to me. I'm kidding, New Yorkans. Before somebody gets butt hurt out there. Right. They'll be like, coño, pero este no lo gusta, no la caemos bien, coño. Mamá bicho, mamá bicho. For real. Pero por qué no te caes? Mami, tú sabes, tú sabes. I swear to God, these motherfuckers are like the Samuel Jacksons of Mex- of Hispanics because they yell for everything. <laughs> they're happy they yell right? they're mad they yell they're sad they yell <laughs> dude the Cubans are the same way you think they're fucking having an argument and nope they're just having a regular fucking conversation it's all Latin Americans 
I don't know. It's just I, I, I don't like their accents, man. Their accents kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. Fucking. Oh my god. I'm kidding, all of you Islander Spanish people. I'm kidding. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Central Island people. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> like Island people. My buddy uh, Kowalczyk, he says that I'm sub Mexican because of my family being Central American from El Salvador, and Nicaragua. He says we're sub Mexican. We're below Southern being a Mexican. Mexican. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> but that's just how he talks you know he's he's a Polak, so it is what oh it is. my god so anyways Polak. yeah dude how have you uh i don't know this 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 shit's freaking crazy it's just it's just so funny how you know people have escalated things over the years you know like you hardly see kids out playing because everyone's For scared real. like their kids are gonna get kidnapped or whatever yep you hardly see kids playing because of social media because they're always on their fucking phone playing their games. Exactly. Like so it's just like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's a trip. Good it's that you like, say it's that. It's a trip, dude. Because like, like every summer, like for the past two summers since I lived here in Colorado, I throw my kid, my daughter out. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't want to see you till the sun comes down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't care. Figure it out. Go as find some friends. Call me. As long as you call me or text me, I'm fine, you know? Right. <laughs> So I was, I was like, here's 20 bucks. Safeway's up the road. So is Culver's <laughs> and so is Subway or whatever. Right. <laughs> Dude, it's a trip, man. Mm-hmm. Fucking up. So I how know. have you enjoyed life like, since uh, getting out of the military, transitioning oh, to the civilian God. world? How have you found that? So basically, my last year in the Army, <laughs> transitioning. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. It was nerve-wracking because, you know, trying to figure out if I wanted to work, what I wanted to do. Plus, I was pregnant my last year in the army, so oh, that kind of was my saving grace. It wasn't planned, <laughs> you know. It was like it was funny how it happened though, because um, found out I was expecting November of twenty eighteen. So pretty much, I was like almost done, you know. Damn. So <laughs> I had about one hundred and twenty days of vacation. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so I mean, like literally. My last day of work in the army pretty much was probably before Exodus started in December because I kept shit. putting in my my thirty days of leave increments, right. and then I went back to work in May. And by the time I got to work, I was already like seven and a half months pregnant, and people were like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> "Bitch, we had a change of, a change of command already. Who are you?" Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Nobody god! Knew who I was until I showed up one day, and they're like, uh, they looked at my name tag, and they're like, I was like Fatal, and they're like, what? I was like Fatal, and they're like, oh yeah, you've been on my roster for like, and they're like, this is you, and I was like, yeah, where you been? And I'm like, uh, funny story, because <laughs> they, they they gave me. They, they reassigned me as a like additional borrowed manpower to uh, Dovarty. Oh, so really, work, of course. So I was working with my last year with Dovarty cats and stuff like that. So that was funny. Watching all these uh, E7 uh, artillery guys, all the smokes, mm. or wannabe smokes, you know, <laughs> going going TDY or always, you know, being, uh, what is it, they're master gunners, right? So right. they always going to the field. And so they hated that job sometimes. They're like, they like the perks, but it's like, fuck, dude, you got to go out. <laughs> observe these people make sure they don't fuck up right. <laughs> and everything like that so i mean like my last year i mean 
it, I coasted. You know, I did what I was supposed to do, uh, check the blocks off and everything like that. But as soon as I popped my kid in July, I mean, like, I had the 12 weeks of maternity leave. Fucking so, <laughs> hey. so Then females I, wonder why we hate y'all motherfuckers in the military. <laughs> God Yo, damn. but you know what? In my defense, my first two kids that I had, 06 and 2013, I only had six weeks of maternity leave. But the rest of the time, I had to use my own leave after that to get the 12 oh, weeks. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <I know, right? laughs> but because of my maternity leave, it pushed me all the way till after my retired date. So. Well, shit. The cool thing about it is you had them while you were still in, so you could get them on the documents and paperwork so you get that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was collecting the egg for a while, but, you know, with the extra one. But, you know, it didn't yeah. matter. So. Like, my last year, I just pretty much coasted, you know. I didn't have any responsibilities, thank God. Right. I kind of miss being, you know, a mentor and a leader. Mm-hmm. But when you see some of these kids come in, well, the thing that was bugging me the most is when I knew it was time to retire when I started seeing kids come in and their birth, birth year was like 99, 2000, <laughs> right. 2001. I'm like, it's time to go because y'all were... Y'all were like, <laughs> oh my God. Bitch, you God, were in the like, nutsack when I was in Iraq. Right? Tell them. <laughs> Pretty much. I have combat boots that have more deployment time than you. For you know, real. Kind of <laughs> Dude, so it was just, crazy. you know, I knew it was time to go and I was glad, you know, I didn't, <laughs> didn't have any, any overseeing and stuff like that. But when I retired, you know, they just gave me my GD214. They're like, here you go. You're free. No statement of charges. I let CIF first time go. Get the so fuck out of here with 20 years <laughs> worth of shit. Yeah. <laughs> how thick, how thick was that fucking that CIA, that CIF record? God damn. Um, it was $12,000 worth of crap. <laughs> they still had me freaking give back my desert DCUs a pair. I'm like, what are y'all going to do with this stuff? Right. Bring it up in an exhibit. No shit. Dude, you know what pissed me off? Um, I had BDUs. I still have my BDUs with my PFC rank on it. Or was it Mosquito Wings? Probably PFC rank. But I didn't have them. My ex-wife had them. All my old oh my BDU God. stuff, my Wilby from back then, everything that was still BDU, she had it. And after the divorce, I don't know if she threw it away or burnt it, but that was my shit. My DCUs, back when uniforms looked fucking good. You know what I mean? I exactly Dude. I know I, I still have all my original like my first pair of BDUs still wow. starched the hell out right in my basement somewhere dude isn't that a trip <laughs> with, with, with my jungle boots there you and motherfuckers <laughs> nowadays are complaining about that shit like I saw some mm-hmm. shit on Facebook that motherfucker was like, oh, that was the stupidest thing the army ever had was, you know, those standards of fucking boots shined and your uniforms uh, pressed. No. And this no. next week coming up, I'm going to be talking about that during the, the midweek memo because I think that's a big topic. I think that's one of the downfalls of the army itself. No, it is because when we had to actually um, – it's, it's pride in your uniform, pride in your service, and pride in yourself. That's what how I took it out mm-hmm. whenever, you know, whenever Sunday night rolled around, you knew you can freaking just start drinking a beer, watch mm-hmm. a movie while you're out there with your little cotton ball, yep. your lighter, and your alcohol, yep. and your freaking shoe polish, small circles, small circles. For real. Grab the water. Dude. <laughs> Every now and then the beer, the beer will get in the water can, <laughs> and you're still like small circles, small circles. <laughs> 
Dude, how much of a hit did Kiwi take when they when they switched over? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a good question. Fuck. Because I, shoot, I even remember back in like I think it was '01 mm-hmm. or it was no, I think it was '01 when Shinseki left and said, "Hey, don your black beret before you got out." <laughs> <laughs> it was hot as fucking Korea. We all over there here looking like soup sandwiches and Chef Boyardee and shit trying to shape our beret. I was like, "Is this right?" And of course, you had the, all the assholes that were stationed at Bragg. Right, this is how you do it, and it's like all over their half of their face, <laughs> eyeballing shit. It's like, yo, yeah. Um, you know what? But I ain't gonna lie, because I found myself doing that shit when I was in eighty second. Dude, I found myself like, doing that shit as an artilleryman. We we had like high. Once you, once you get it, once you get it right, you just let it swoop and keep letting that swoop build up <laughs> till it like covers it, and you're like one eye patch, you're like yep. fuck. <laughs> you know it's a trip though it, when you had that motherfucking beret looking sharp you look fucking good in that uniform you know what it i mean it didn't matter you could be fucking a, a shit bag as long as your uniform was pressed yep. your boots were shined your fucking beret was squared away you were like a godsend they would yep. not bug you for extra details or nothing it was always the one that landed with the wrinkle bomb <laughs> coming out like a wrinkle bomb went off in your closet coming out all scruffed up for real hey, yo we got that extra detail of the turtle yep. ditches <laughs> dude for oh my god and you know what's funny is you say that because you know in formations i remember monday morning formations our smokes would fucking have us out there do our open ranks and fucking just look down the line of all right you look squared away you look squared away start asking questions and then you know and then if you were the best looking motherfucker and had the right answers, you're done for the day. Chief, send them home. We don't need them. Like, damn. Exactly. Nowadays, it's, it's just self pride and reward. Nowadays, it's just like, Smith, you again? Yeah. Didn't beat up the wife, right? <laughs> That's a good job. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like, dude, there's like, to me, there's no pride in, in a sense of pride in the way that they look. You know? No, there isn't. Not anymore. And you try to, and, and when I know when I was um, mentoring people, it, it, you try to ingrain that in them, mm-hmm. have pride in themselves and pride in what they do, because that was like half the battle right there. You could not know nothing, but as long as you had pride in something, you know, your appearance, right? there you go, you know? And bringing that, that back, battle. bringing that back to the civilian sector, um, you know, I tripped out when I first got out because when I first got out, I was always taught, you know, you dress fucking good. You look good. You feel good. So I would go to work, you know, in a call center. I was in my fucking uh, slacks, my my dress shoes, a tie, you know, and I went to work like that. And I noticed that everybody else was just not giving a fuck how they looked, you know. But to me, casual, letting themselves go. That would be on casual beyond fucking casual and um but eventually i got caught up in that loop later on but um i was that that's that that pride that was instilled in me i kept it you know what i mean and i would always look make sure i look fucking good every time that i went out i still fucking shaved every fucking day like the dude i'm telling you y'all women got lucky well some of y'all need to fucking shave and don't know about it but <laughs> we know y'all use that fucking nair we can see the shadow no. shit. but no like, i'll be out there with little ajima getting my shit started. i don't give a fuck i have a mustache no, i'll but still fuck. be out there mm-hmm. no but i mean I, I took a lot of pride in that shit and out here a lot of people didn't take pride in their way and they still don't you know and 
it got to the point where they were telling or what I had heard that supposedly people were, were talking shit about me that I think I'm better than them. That's why I dress the way that I do. And I'm like, no, bitch, I just have higher standards, I guess, if you want to say that. But I mean, it, it wouldn't be higher standards. I just think that, you know, it's it was I'm not saying institutionalized, but ingrained in us to like, hey, you know, as long as you look good, show up every day, do your work. You know, we won't harass you or bug you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't even show up to work early anymore because, I, you know, 10 minutes prior to is standard. You know, that's just 10 <laughs> minutes. Of- I, I think that's one reason why I got my job, because, like, I showed up like 30 minutes early for all the interviews that I had. Yep. But on, the only reason was because, you know, I was paranoid because of all the snow we got when I was going through my <laughs> interviews. Yeah. And I would call and, you know, and let the lady know, hey, HR here early 30 minutes they're like holy shit you here already <laughs> but you, even now you know i still show up to work 10 minutes before i have to clock in but i can only clock in six minutes before see but at like, least you um, can do that i can't do that i have to clock in literally on a computer i, I cannot even turn my computer on until 8 30 on the dot damn <laughs> yeah i'm used to having crazy. all my systems up i want to be unavailable at 8 30 taking calls no i have to wait mm-hmm. Let the system up, um, you know, turn on. That takes about fucking alone about five minutes. So you're taking five minutes of my time away. And one thing I can't stand is wasting time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's like, it's just instilled in us. I mean, like how we grew up prior to, I want to say probably when the military has gone to somewhat shit, maybe about 2016 or so with all the new stuff that came out. Like, nope, <clears throat> take it back. About 2014 is when I started seeing it to go to shit because Bragg was having shit storms with all these new policies coming out, the go now, don't tell stuff, the transgender people coming out. Now, look, I have nothing against people <sighs> that, that's another bubble, but I'm going to touch it lightly. Look, we I are on nothing, the gun line. I have not, we are I, on I the have gun nothing line. against people Love who you love. Do what you want to do in the dark. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't be throwing it in my face because I don't throw my personal life in your face. Or Dude, whatever. I you know? 100% wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. Dude, we are on the gun line where we could talk whatever the <laughs> fuck we want. And if y'all don't like it, on the gun line at gmail.com. Hit me up. I'll read your shit. But anyways... Like you're saying, like you're saying, dude, the transgender type shit, the D-A-D-T, no. I don't care. We knew who was gay. We didn't give a fuck then. We don't exactly. give a fuck now. Look, when there's a guy that talks like this and a little bit on the feminine side, yeah, we know what you're I doing on the week. Done the dude, white nail polish on the nails, manicures. We knew skin. who you were. knew who you were. Now, <laughs> when, when you start joining the military simply because you know they're going to give you a free fucking sex change, that... That's going to touch some fucking nerves. Secondly, you're going to be non-deployable. That is going to be touching some fucking nerves there. Because the whole point of the military is to go out and kill motherfuckers. That's what we do. Yeah. You know, so, but now by simply doing this because you want to, no, dude. It, no, no. It's getting me pissed off now just thinking about this shit. Transgender male to female at Fort Carson. So... Yeah, dude, he was 11 Bravo. Uh-huh. And I'll still call him a guy because, you know, he looks like a dude. Yeah. But now he looks like a 
dude with long hair. It's ma'am. <laughs> it's ma'am. <laughs> but I mean, like, I was fucking tripping because when I when I went into Impossible Training Room, he was a training NCO. Right. And of course, that room was flamboyantly freaking femalized. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? I was like, even when I have an office, I don't put all this pink and purple shit, you know, uh, strong women quotes. And I'm like, the fuck's going on here? I'm like, if, if it was my office, it'd be memes everywhere, you know? Right. <laughs> but it looks like, you know, he had like strong women can and it's not him, him, his dude, brother. I'm not your bro, dude, blah, 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 blah. So he had his preferences, you know? And I was just oh, like, oh God, he's one of those people. Going on? So, you know what? They, they, for paid activities, he was not allowed to wear the class A's. He had to come up in ACUs or yeah, videos, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Because he was donning the skirt. What the fuck? We had one fucking paid activity. Wait a minute. So two inch pumps. Hold on. This motherfucker's dick probably hangs out of the goddamn skirt, but he wanted to be called a sheep. Tucks it in. <laughs> <laughs> he probably fucks himself with it. But I mean, still. Probably. I don't know. But dude, like, and I started learning his history, you know? He was married before. Um, combat, CIB, combat mm-hmm. veteran, everything like that, right? Was married 12 years, had, a, had two sons, um, was studying to be a pastor in Afghanistan, and then came back to the States and said, pop my bricks. I think I'm going to be a chick now. So let's start that transition. And, you know. What the fuck? He, I saw his DA photo, yo, in a fucking skirt. And I was like, yo, fuck this shit, you know, because, uh, but if you don't know, if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, look up Patricia King, Google it, whatever, she'll pop up or he'll pop up. And he's now a activist for the LGBTQ squared pi 3.16 committee. Whatever, the alphabets. Um, out in Washington. Yeah, they're alphabets. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> they keep adding shit every year. Right. But, if but you gay, you gay. The, he was, but he was, he came in the same time I did, around 99. Damn. He got forced retired out because he couldn't make seven. I mm. mean, he looked good on paper because he was stuck with all the classes. Right. All the combat time and everything like that, Levin Bravo. But it was just because he was wearing a skirt. That's what fucking swayed people off, you know? And I was just like, yo. Oh, I'm surprised he's not trying to fucking sue the government because of discrimination. <laughs> he has a book out. I oh, God. Check it out. <laughs> His memoirs. Oh, God. Like, memoirs of a geisha. <laughs> Dude, it, what the fuck? I don't it get it. It boggles my mind. I mean, like, look, I get it. You know, some people feel uncomfortable in their bodies. I'm, an, I'm a natural tomboy. I like being in jeans and t-shirts and chucks, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, I know who I am with people like that. In my opinion, it might be a mental illness or maybe they really do feel like they're out of their body. You know, it's whatever, but it's just when it doesn't you start- take you 30 fucking years to figure out. Exactly. And don't try to you tell know? me that whole, I thought I was going to be shame bullshit. Yeah. I, okay. yeah cause- <laughs> I'm not gay. I've never been gay. I don't think I'd like to be gay. I know what I like. I, you know, I like titties and uh, <laughs> on a woman. And look, look, I always tell guys, I'm like, you don't know if you're gay until you suck a dick, and until then, you don't know. <laughs> no, you know how I know I'm not gay because the thought of sucking a dick is disgusting to me. 
Exactly. All right. Then you're not gay. But if a guy just sits there and thinks about it for like 25 seconds or pauses, dude, you know, go suck a dick. Now that brings <laughs> up an interesting topic. I got a question for you. It was it was asked on my first shoot the shit episode. And um, that was with my boy Kowalczyk. And he asked the following question, which we ponder a lot on the gun line, actually. All right. Shoot. Let's hear the female perspective on this. All right. <laughs> you know what? Let, let's see. Let's, if a woman could eat her own coochie out, <laughs> would she do it? Nah, man. <laughs> In my Knowing how good it feels, you wouldn't do it? No. no not even to try it? No, I wouldn't do it personally. Not even to try because, it. Not even to try it, cause I'm like, no. See, no. Actually, look, look. I'll ahead. be honest with you. You know, I've had some drunk wild nights in Korea, some crazy <laughs> times in DC, even worse times in Germany. You know, alcohol be flowing. Next thing you know, you're making out with a chick. Yeah, it, it happens. happens. Yeah. You know, you get a little titty feeling here and there, but once you go below the belt, it's just like. Pump your brakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. good. Because I don't want to be thinking like a dude now, be like, look, get some shower, get some shave. It's the time of the month. I mm. wonder what it tastes like. What you know, that kind of shit. And I'm just like, nah, it's too much fucking science and all that. Crap. So I'm just like, let's just focus on the titties. <laughs> oh my I'm god. I'm just saying, I'm just that's my preference. That's why I could never be a lesbian. I'm sorry. But I mean, like why is it more acceptable? <laughs> You know, for women to get drunk and make out with each other, than for men to get drunk and make out with each other. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, I why is one looked up more beautiful I, no, than no, the no. other? I'd rather see two <laughs> chicks make out than I'd rather see two dudes make out. You know, that doesn't turn me on. I like my personal preference. I like going to strip bars and seeing females shake titties and ass in my face. Mm-hmm. I don't like going to male strip bars and seeing. An ass and dong in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's just me, you know. So that's my personal preference. The question was because we as men on the gun line used to talk about um if a guy could suck his own dick, would he do it? He would. Yeah, and he not would. only that, on the one of the last shoot the shits that I did with my boy Cruz, the question was asked, at what point do you stop sucking your dick? <laughs> do you keep on going? Or do you wait for that magical surprise to hit you in the back of the throat? I mean, it just depends on the mood. Because if you know you're going, just like with female, you know, when when you're doing it to the guy, you know, you know when it's going to happen. So it's like you either pull out or just, you know. <laughs> and does that make you gay, though? For doing your own load or for taking a load? Well, no, taking a load is gay. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a woman, that's fine. But if you're a dude uh, and you suck your own dick, does that make you gay? I don't think so because you're finding yourself out. All right. Now, if you take the load, does that make you gay? Well, I mean, again, you're finding yourself out, so you know what you can take. So, I mean, like, if you like, if you like it all, surprise! <laughs> or you just want to, like, you know, go fishing and go and run to the bathroom after you're done. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just inquiring. My, it's just one of those questions. I guess we ponder in life, you know. <laughs> inquiring minds want to know for real. Where, where does the load go? Right. Many people <laughs> wonder go, what is the sound. Your, or would you go on your belly? Ooh. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Like a lot of people wonder what the sound of one hand clapping is. 
If a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound if nobody's there? We wonder if you suck your own cock, are you a homo for doing it? Does that mean you automatically want a dick in your ass? We want to know. On the gun line at gmail.com, let us know your opinion. Oh my goodness. So, anyways, back to the back to the podcast. I mean, we fucking been everywhere. Um How have you enjoyed transitioning so far into civilian life? Into civilian life? I was like, no, no, no. Let's caveat that. It's it's like, you know, kind of nostalgic every now and then when I can go on base because I have to go on base for certain things sometimes. You know, cheap gas, pay my my star card. You still got that shit? (laughs) I know. I had it when it was the DPP, the devil payment plan. <laughs> Damn. But no, I mean, I go, I go, you know, I'm plus the ER because of my kids. It's, it's right. you know, it's really humbling because when you, when you actually go back and you go on post, it's just like, <laughs> you guys are still doing PT. I used Suckers. to have Suckers. <laughs> but, you know, um, I enjoy it more because, you know, I have more time with my kids. Yeah. I don't have to actually answer to anybody right. besides, you know, actually I do my kids and, you know, right. every now and then my husband, cause I'll be like, what do you want for dinner? You know, and I have to answer that. <laughs> See, now that's a good fucking woman right there. She knows <laughs> just her, her job is not just being a mother and doing everything else, but she belongs her ass in the kitchen. <laughs> Goddamn right. Shoot. You go back to where I'm you came from. Cooking. Right? <laughs> right now. Get some Hispanic roots. <laughs> there you go. Don't forget you're Mexican, not Samoan. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, How are the kids uh, anyway? Well, I have three. Tammy's 13. God She's damn. In middle school. Yeah, I know. She's in middle school trans. And getting ready, not to transition, but getting ready to <laughs> see. Now I can't even say transition without laughing. You know, this podcast. But she's getting ready to be a freshman. Um, wow. Here in Fort Carson. Yeah, I remember Carson she High was School. so so young when I first met her. When Little chubby, freaking six year old or seven year old when we first came in twenty fourteen to visit y'all. Yeah, dude. So she she's trying to find her place in society and life. She's a dork, but you know I love her. Right. And we have like you know. The, the teenagers drama and stuff like that why mm. why she can't go out this and that shitty grades you know right so right. I'm just trying to prepare her for life but you know she's not listening so I'm just like we'll figure it out there well you gotta remember um, you were you were a preteen at one time too just remember the hard shit that you probably gave your parents no nah, man my parents had me locked up like I literally had to be home every day after practice because like they don't let me go play sports and I had to come straight home. Do homework, help clean, cook, take care of my siblings. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the mall. I couldn't go to parties. I couldn't. Um, I had to beg to go to school dances and do extracurricular stuff besides my sports, like when we had travel games and stuff yeah. at the weight schools. So, like, that was the only time I was allowed to go out. Oh, shit. But other, than, other than that, I was not allowed to have a boyfriend, dances, anything extra, go smoke some weed, you know, cut class, drink. I, you know, I only see this, I was a good kid till my senior year, and that's when I said, fuck it. <laughs> no, I mean, that explains why you probably wilded out while you were in the army because you had oh, this yeah, new no, sense of fucking real. freedom of like, fuck that. I'm gonna go do what I wanted to do all this other time. Yeah, especially in AIT. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I had OSUT. I don't know what AIT is. Oh, so. uh, when you when you go when you graduate basic training oh i know what it is i'm just saying else, we didn't know? get to go out 
you know, during our AIT well, time. Well, yeah, well, because in our AIT, my school was only like, I think back then it was 10, 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was a holdover because I had to wait for my clearance, my security clearance to be an interim to get to go to Korea. Yeah. But I had like four weeks of like free time. Like I was, you know, holdover. But just to go show up to formation and I would show up to formation junk at like 17 or 18, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I feel <laughs> <But> you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then, um, so back to, um, yeah, so that's about my dealing with my 14, my 13 year old. She'll be 14. She'll be 14 in April. And then Nathaniel, my God, my little skinny, skinny Mexican, Korean bean. <laughs> <laughs> he's in kindergarten. Wow. He hates it, but you know, he, he has good days and bad days, you know? Um, I try to get him active in school. So right now I have him in the little running club at school and stuff. Right. On. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a gamer though. He loves, he loves playing those freaking video games like Call of Duty and plugs you on his iPad. Which he can't play right now because I have his iPad. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And then, um, and then of course I have a seven month old. She'll be eight months next week. So she's a, a little ham and everything like that. Way different from the other two kids. Hmm. And I know what everyone's gonna be like. How old are you? And how old are your kids? And why do you space them out so much? And I'm like, I have no idea. I just, you know. It just happens. Exactly. I didn't think I, I didn't think I was gonna have kids after my my daughter, and then you know, I was married eight years, almost nine years to a shithead. Um, got over that marriage, divorce, and everything like that. He's, he's still bitter after almost freaking seven years, but still, <laughs> you know, um, I was, you know, I did a rebound thing, and you know, my son came into the picture, and his father's not in the picture anymore, and. You know, I had my pair, and I didn't think after I didn't think after my daughter was going to be able to get pregnant because you know when I was married, right? Tried, but nothing happened. So I was like, oh, guess not. You know, FYI, and if you ever get in a rela- if your relationship with this one doesn't work, don't ever ask me to hook you up with anyone again, ever, <laughs> no, ever, no, 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 ever, ever, ever. Because each time I did, it just completely did not work out. <laughs> It ended badly, for real. Mm. Well, we won't mention names, but the two of you did try to hook me up. <laughs> never ask me again. Never. No, never. Uh, but I'm we're... doing fine just on my own. There you go. Yeah, I'm doing bad all by myself. So now um, it's funny because, um, well, it's not funny. Um, I got married again right before I got out. Well, right before, yeah, before I retired. Um, my husband was also in, he was, um, in first brigade. So he was logistics, I guess, kind of, he was a uh, water purification, but yeah, that's another story. <laughs> another story for another day when we bring you over. Well, with that being said, yeah. we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up here, Risa. I guess you pronounce it Risa. Risa, Risa, Marisa. Whatever. Oh, whatever. I've always, to me, it's always been Risa. Like Reese's yeah. Pieces. But anyways, it's been a pleasure having you here, man. Thank you for coming on the gun line to shoot the shit with me for a while. And um, yeah, man, get you get to go with the knowledge knowing that you were the first female on the gun line in the virtual world of my podcast. <laughs> there you go. Popping that cherry again. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, y'all, I appreciate y'all hanging out with us and shooting the shit here on the gun line podcast. Feel free to hit me up on the gun line podcast at gmail dot on the gun line at gmail.com. Round of round complete in a minute.